Get your fill of baseball news and beer reviews at foulballarea.com. Follow our blog for the latest news around the baseball world and read about some of our favorite ballpark beers. Tune into the podcast every Wednesday as we take a deep dive into the topics of the day. Stay connected by signing up for our mailing list or following us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Foulball Area. Now, here's today's episode of the Foulball Area Podcast with Matthew Atkins and Trey Lyle. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the latest episode of the Foulball Area Podcast. I'm your host, Matthew Atkins, alongside my co-host, Trey Lyle. And Trey, we've made it. We got real baseball today, this afternoon. Spring training games are going on. The uh, The first game was actually yesterday, the Dodgers and the Padres, but a full slate of spring training games this afternoon. It's It's not regular season baseball, but it's close enough. It feels good to be here. We're getting those, you know, little sprinkles of things. You got college baseball going on. You got spring training. It's, it's, uh, you know, like a little sprinkle of things as uh, time goes. Yeah, for sure. It, it really feels like, uh, you know, spring is just right around the corner. Uh, I love the videos once spring training starts every year. Every team does the videos of like the, the sounds of spring. And it's just videos of, uh, you know, guys throwing and the, the ball hitting the glove, the crack of the bat, you know, the dirt being raked around the infield, just all that kind of stuff. Herring uh, Juan Soto hit a, hit a baseball in a Yankees uniform. Was yeah, pretty, I bet you like that. was pretty nice. <laughs> a lot of new faces in, uh, in new places this year. I think MLB actually did a post the other day of some of the notable players on new teams, including Juan Soto, uh, of course, Marcus Stroman, also with the Yankees. Uh, Roldis Chapman on the Pirates looks a little weird. Uh, that's going to take some getting used to. I know he's he's bounced around the past couple of years with the Royals and the Rangers, but on the Pirates just seems a little weird. Uh, I think Jorge Soler on the Giants. Uh, just a lot of guys in in new places this year. It's going to take some getting used to uh, as the season goes on. But we are at spring training games uh, starting this afternoon. Full slate of spring training, which means that the regular season is right around the corner. We're under 40 days from opening day, and there's still some really good players that are unsigned in free agency. We've talked about this on the past couple episodes because it's crazy that we're this far into the offseason, this close to the regular season, and these guys are still unsigned. And they're mostly Scott Boris clients. You look at these names, it's Blake Snell, it's Matt Chapman, it's Cody Bellinger, Jordan Montgomery. I mean, these are really good, talented players. Uh, they're just asking for too much money or too long of a contract, and teams don't want to give it up for them. Then that's what Scott Boris does. He he tries to get as much money out of the contract as he can. It's it's a his tough job. situation. That's his job. But it is his job. Yeah, you know that's yeah, what he's like. For for example, Blake Snell, there is reportedly a contract offer from the Yankees, which I haven't seen a number, but. It's interesting. Like the Yankees are trying to get Blake Snell, but it's just monetarily not working. It looks like. And I, if I recall correctly, I think earlier in the off season he had uh, an offer from the Yankees, or so there were rumors that they were offering him a contract, but it just wasn't what he wanted. And now we're in mid February, and he's he's got another offer, uh, according to multiple sources, uh, and. There's there's no progress yet. You know, th- this report came out earlier this week and there hasn't been any progress uh, since then. So we just know that he has an offer from the Yankees. We just don't know what's going on with the negotiations or what, what the numbers are. Like you said, we haven't heard any numbers. Uh, I mean, what, what do you think is going to happen to these guys? Like, I can't imagine opening day would roll around and they're all still unsigned. 
Yeah, I just guess late in spring training they'll get signed. Um, I mean, most of these guys, like the top-end guys, don't need much of a spring training to get back going. You have the defending Cy Young winner, a former MVP, and Matt Chapman's, you know, really good. So, yeah, I, I, I assume they'll get signed. I mean, my guess is in the next couple of weeks it will get done. I would hope so. I really hope so. Um, yeah, you you got Blake Snell, the reigning Cy Young winner in the National League. You got Matt Chapman, who's a really talented player. Uh, Cody Bellinger, former MVP, last year's NL Comeback Player of the Year. And then Jordan Montgomery, who just won a World Series with the Texas Rangers. So you got some really talented guys that are still unsigned. Um, I, I I hope we don't have to wait too much longer. Uh, it, it's just It's not good for baseball. It's a bad look when you have guys unsigned this late into the offseason especially guys of this caliber and we've seen it before you know I think the the offseason when Manny Machado and Bryce Harper were both free agents it was spring training by the time that they signed so you know it, it's not unprecedented but it's still a bad look when also guys of this for his clients yeah yeah well, <laughs> I mean there's a prices. common denominator here um it's just not a, a good look for baseball but I hope they get something worked out before too long so as we said you know Blake Snell reportedly has an offer on the table from the Yankees Cody Bellinger has reportedly had some discussions with the Cubs uh you know it people think it's likely that he will end up signing back with the Cubs this year again no updates on the negotiations uh some reports that the Mariners could be interested in Matt Chapman they did trade Eugenio Suarez to the Diamondbacks earlier this year, so that creates a, a opening at third base for Matt Chapman to fill. So, you know, he could end up in Seattle. And then Jordan Montgomery, I still think he's going to end up back with the Rangers. I just don't know when they're going to get it done. So a lot of rumors flying around, a lot of a lot of pieces still in play here uh, as we wait to see where these, these top free agents end up signing. But some of the lower free agents have uh have made some moves recently. Tim Anderson is signing a one-year deal with the Marlins, the former White Sox shortstop who had a really good start to his career and then not, not so great the past couple of seasons. Uh, he signs a one-year deal with the Marlins, so he has a team for next year. Gio Urshela is signing a one-year deal with the Tigers. Uh, so some guys that weren't really at the top of the list, they have found a home for next year. So that's good. Yeah, I like both those moves. Um, I think they both can be, you know, good experienced players who are solid, who could, you know, fill a role, you know, for the Tigers, like a young team, and then for the Marlins, just getting maybe a high upside player to see if it will he can hit it big. Yeah, I think, you know, you look at Tim Anderson, he could be uh, like a Cody Bellinger type comeback player of the year candidate. I mean, he had such a great start. He was a batting champion in 2019, a uh, two-time All-Star, Silver Slugger Award winner. He just kind of fell off the last couple of years and just really didn't have a uh, good offensive output. So, you know, if he can put it together and have a solid season, he's definitely a comeback player of the year candidate uh, with the Marlins if he can if he can do something down there in Miami. So. We'll have to see how that goes for him this season. But, you know, glad to see that some free agents are out there making moves. Uh, some other news that happened this week. Mets starting pitcher Kodai Senga goes down with an injury in spring training. Uh, he has a posterior capsule strain in his right shoulder. 
I'm not a doctor. I don't know exactly what that means, but it means that he is going to start the season on the injured list and miss some time at the beginning of the year. Opens up another possibility for the Mets to go out there and get one of those top free agent pitchers like Blake Snell or Jordan Montgomery. So, you know, obviously it's not good when you have one of your top starting pitchers go down with an injury early in spring training, but maybe the Mets go out there and get Snell or Montgomery now. So, um, I don't know. We'll have to see how that ends up shaking out, but uh, hopefully Senga isn't sidelined too long and he can come back healthy uh, sometime this season. Yeah, I don't know what the Mets are going to do with their pitchers. You know, obviously, you know, Edwin Diaz coming back from his injury this year, their closer. Um, It'll be interesting to see you know, I think the Mets are taking a different approach than they did last year. Um, and so, uh, yeah, I'm interested to see who will be their opening day starter and where they go with this starting lineup because I think it has more questions than answers at this point. Definitely. Don't know uh, how aggressive they're going to be on the, the market uh, this season. You know, I remember the reports. They haven't been last as year. much as, well, they went over, they went after, you know, obviously Yamamoto, but. That was about it. Yeah. Um, the reports that came out last year when Max Scherzer was traded, where he said that they were focused on winning in like 2025 and 2026. So we'll see what they do this year. They might not do much. Um, if you have been on social media at all over the past week or couple weeks, as I was going to say, started, when you're talking about this is a bad look for baseball, I was like, speaking of bad looks. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Speaking of bad looks. Uh, if you've been on social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, anything, and you're a baseball fan, you've probably seen some pictures of the new uniforms, the jerseys, and the pants. They're not very good. See-through pants. <laughs> See-through pants and jerseys with small lettering, and it's it's too arched over the numbers on the back of the jersey, and you got numbers that are off-center. Not good at all. So the, the the thing with the uniforms this year is Fanatics is actually making the uniforms, licensing uh, Nike's logo and Nike's designs and stuff like that. But Fanatics, the you know the website where most sports fans get their sports gear because it, it has deals with all the the major sports leagues, they are the ones making the uniforms, which doesn't seem right to me. Um, you know that I their quality is not up to par, especially for what players going to wear on the field. Uh, and a lot of people have called this out. I don't know what's going to be done about it because MLB has a deal with them, but it is not a good look. No, you have see-through pants. <laughs> I mean, the uniform is the uniform. Crap. Baseball with another bad look. I mean, you had good uniforms. Just, Repeat what you did. Uh, keep it simple, stupid. Um, yeah, it, it it just shows. I think the the best embodiment of this is someone like quote tweeted or retweeted a picture of a player uniform, like complaining about it, or a player complaining about it, and fanatics support on X or Twitter, whatever you want to call it, like commented and was like, "Please DM us for." For assistance. So it just shows you like where this is at. Mismanagement all around. It's yeah, I like 
all the it's a bunch of small things you know even they the the mlb logo on the back of the neck of the jersey they move that down and it just looks off it, it doesn't look good you got guys with longer last names like even justin verlander you know he, he's got a pretty long last name but it shouldn't be a problem but his new jersey it's just arched so much and it doesn't look good it does not look good at all um they're making little tweaks to the jerseys. The Braves have, uh, you know, they got rid of some of the the piping on the sleeves, and it just it looks it looks weird. It doesn't look good. So I I don't know what the solution is. Um, and I even saw this morning Tony Clark, the the head of the MLB Players Association, said that some teams don't have enough jerseys. They they're missing jerseys, or they're missing pants, or they're missing both. So now you got teams running out of uniforms. So it's just mismanagement all around and i don't know what the solution is here but the, something's got to be done because this is this is not good and i can't imagine you know going to a game and going in the team store at the stadium and paying 150 200 for one of these jerseys that looks terrible and it's the same thing the guys are wearing out on the field it's just not good like the what they wear on the field should be the highest quality yeah I think you you summed it up perfectly. This is you know, you you shouldn't be cheap when it comes to your image, and that is your image. The uniforms are your image. So, yeah, it's just dumb. It's just dumb. It is. It is. Uh, earlier this week, MLB Network came out with their top ten players of 2024. They've been doing their top 100 list for. Uh, a couple weeks now, and they finally got to the top 10, the best players of 2024. And I, Mike Trout didn't make it, which he's 12th. And it was crazy to see the list. It was like 1, 1, 1, 1, 1, 1. Like it's, ever since they did, it was like 1, 1, 1, 1, 1, 1, 3, 4, 12. Wow. That is, uh, I mean, you know, there's a lot of lot of really good players out there today. and uh, Three Yankees made the top 10. Yeah, you know what? We've got a talented team. Before we get to the top ten, I'll I'll ask you this: Do you want to guess what team had the most in the top one hundred? Ooh, I think it's the Atlanta Braves with nine. Correct. Yeah, right. definitely saw that already. But yeah, let's go through the uh, the top ten. Who's on the list? Number ten is Julio Rodriguez. Number nice. nine is Garrett Cole. Number eight is Yodon Alvarez. Seven is Juan Soto. Six is Corey Seager. Five is Freddie Freeman. Four is Shohei. Kind of shocking. Three is Aaron Judge. Two is Mookie Betts. And one is Mr. Ronald Acuna Jr. So it's like right it. now is how they phrase it. And I'm guessing because of the Tommy John surgery and the fact that Otani can't pitch is the reason he's four. Yeah, that would be my guess. Um because if he was healthy and he was pitching this year, I think he would definitely be at least number two, if not number one. So I still think he should be number one. Yeah, I, that that's got to be it because he's only going to be a DH this year. That's got to be why he's he's number four. Um, I also think Corey Seager's too high. I I don't know. Corey Seager had a really good year last year. Yeah, but is he better than Mike Trout? I agree with uh. You know, I, I I not necessarily agree with where Garrett Cole is in the top ten. He could he could honestly maybe be a few spots higher, but I do agree that he is 
the only pitcher that should be in the top 10 because there's so many talented position players. And there are a lot of really good pitchers out there, but mm-hmm. I don't think that there are any other pitchers worthy of being in the the top 10 overall of players. So I do think Garrett Cole is the only top 10 player uh, when it comes to pitchers. And so 11 and 12 right. are, are Bryce Harper and um, Mike Trout, by the way. So those would okay. be the two you could probably put in the top 10. I'm honestly a little surprised they put Mookie Betts at number two. Like, he's a really good player. He's great. And he's electric. He's fun to watch. He can do so many things in the baseball field. Um, I don't know. You know, maybe, like, you could put Aaron Judge there. You could put Aaron Judge at number two. You could swap those easily, and I wouldn't I wouldn't be too concerned. So, I'm, I'm, I'm a little surprised that injury, Betts is there. Injury last year, that's why. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably it. Yeah, so here, I, I found the trial, the trial graphic. Starting in 2013, one, one, two, one, 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 two, three, twelve. Man, I hope he has a bounce back year this year. I know, right? That's why he's I think too young go, to like. He's too good, and he was too good last year. He was still great last year to drop from three to twelve. And yeah. I think Corey Seager is getting, and this is again picking hairs. I'm not trying to take away from how good Corey Seager is, but if the Rangers don't win the World Series and he's not the MVP, is he in the top ten? Yeah, I don't know. See, I think that's why he's in the top ten, and that's you know picking hairs here. I'm not so like the, I'm not mad by that list. The only thing like I would say I'd be up in arms about is Otani at four. Yeah. Um, but and I get why they put Trout outside the top ten at this point. Um you know, I'd probably put him in my top ten. But that yeah. So you look at some of the uh the most represented teams, you got the Dodgers and the Yankees with three players in the top ten each. The Dodgers have three in the top five, Betts, Otani, and Freeman. Uh, Yankees have three in the top 10, Judge, Soto, and Cole. And then the Braves have three in the top 15, Acuna obviously at number one, Matt Olsen at number 13, and Austin Riley at number 15. Uh, So some good representation from those teams who are, you know, three of the best teams uh, in the league. And then the Braves, of course, as you said, they have nine players overall in the top 100, so... You know, I think yeah, just to let people know, Spencer Strider is the next pitcher at 17. Yeah, I like that. I think that uh, it's good representation for those teams. And these could be the best three of the best teams this year. They should be three of the best teams this year. Yeah, but one of those teams is not the best. I don't think is the best in division right now. It's the Yankees, by the way. Okay. I mean, yeah, that's fair. They've got a tough division to get through, but we'll see. Should be a a fun season coming up on us pretty quickly. Yes, it should. So that will do it for this episode of the Foul Ball Area Podcast. As always, connect with us at Foul Ball Area at Trey Lyle BT at Matkins News. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. Leave us a five star review. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Foul Ball Area Podcast. Thanks for listening to the Foul Ball Area Podcast. Make sure to leave a review and a rating wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe so you get new episodes as soon as they come out.